0: Section 8, Dangers, the Danger of Rejecting Light. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ. God intends that, even in this life, truth shall be ever unfolding to his people. There is only one way in which this knowledge can be obtained we can attain to an understanding of God's Word only through the illumination of that Spirit by which the Word was given. The things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. 1 Corinthians two eleven and 10. And the Savior's promise to his followers was, When he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you unto all truth for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. John sixteen, thirteen, fourteen. 14. Peter exhorts his brethren to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 2 Peter three, eighteen. Whenever the people of God are growing in grace, they will be constantly obtaining a clearer understanding of his word. They will discern new light and beauty in its sacred truths. This has been true in the history of the Church in all ages, and thus will continue to the end. But as real spiritual life declines, it has ever been the tendency to cease to advance in the knowledge of the truth. Men rest satisfied with the light already received from God's Word and discourage any further investigation of the Scriptures. They become conservative and seek to avoid discussion. The fact that there is no controversy or agitation among God's people... Should not be regarded as conclusive evidence that they are holding fast a sound doctrine. There is reason to fear that they may not be clearly discriminating between truth and error. When no new questions are started by investigation of the scriptures, when no difference of opinion arises which will set men to searching the Bible for themselves to make sure that they have the truth, there will be many now, as in ancient times, who will hold the tradition and worship they know not what. I have been shown that many who profess to have a knowledge of present truth know not what they believe. They do not understand the evidences of their faith. They have no just appreciation of the work for the present time. When the time of trial shall come, there are men now preaching to others who will find, upon examining the positions they hold, that there are many things which they can give no satisfactory reasons. Until thus tested, they know not their great ignorance. And there are many in the Church who take it for granted that they understand what they believe, but until controversy arises, they do not know their own weakness. When separated from those of like faith and compelled to stand singly and alone to explain their belief, they will be surprised to see how confused are their ideas of what they had accepted as truth. Certain it is that there has been among us a departure from the living God and a turning to men, putting human wisdom in place of divine. God will arouse his people. If other means fail, heresies will come in among them, which will sift them, separating the share from the wheat. The Lord calls upon all who believe his word to awake out of sleep. Precious light has come, appropriate for this time. It is Bible truth, showing the perils that are... We should present sound arguments that will not only silence our opponents, but will bear the closest of most searching scrutiny. For those who have educated themselves as debaters, there is great danger that they will not handle the word of God with fairness. In meeting an opponent, it should be our earnest effort to present subjects in such a manner as to awaken conviction in his mind instead of seeking merely to give confidence to the believer. Whatever may be man's intellectual advancement, let him not for a moment think that there is no need of thorough and continuous searching of the scriptures for greater life. As a people we are called individually to be students of prophecy. We must watch with earnestness that we may discern any ray of light which God shall present to us. We are to catch the first gleanings of truth, and through prayerful study clearer light may be obtained which can be brought before others. When God's people are at ease and satisfied with their present enlightenment, we may be sure that he will not favor them. It is his will that they should be ever moving forward to receive the increased and ever-increasing light which is shining for them. The present attitude of the church is not pleasing to God. There has come self-confidence that has led them to feel no necessity for more truth and greater light. We are living at a time when Satan is at work on the right hand and on the left, before and behind us, and yet as a people we are asleep. God wills that a voice shall be heard arousing the people to action. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 5, pages 703 to 709. Heading, The Test of New Light. Our brethren should be willing to investigate in a candid way every position of controversy. If a brother is teaching error, those who are in responsible positions ought to know it. And if he is teaching truth, they ought to take their stand at his side. We should all know what is being taught among us, for it is truth we need it. We are all under obligation to God to know what he sends us. He has given directions by which we may test every doctrine. To the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Isaiah 8.20 If the light presented meets the test, We are not to refuse to accept it because it does not agree with our ideas. No one has said that we shall find perfection in any man's investigations. But this I do know, that our churches are dying for the want of teaching on the subject of righteousness by faith in Christ and on kindred truths. No matter by whom light is sent, we should open our hearts to receive it with meekness of Christ. But many do not do this. When a controverted point is presented, They pour in question after question, without admitting a point when it is well sustained. Oh, may we act as men who want light. May God give us His Holy Spirit day by day, and let light of His countenance shine upon us, that we may be learners in the school of Christ. When a doctrine is presented that does not meet our minds, we should go to the word of God, seek the Lord in prayer, and give no place for the enemy to come in with suspicion and prejudice we should never permit the spirit to be manifested that arraigned the priests and rulers against the Redeemer of the world. They complained that he disturbed the people, and they wished he would let them alone, for he caused perplexity and dissension. The Lord sends light to us to prove what manner of spirit we are of. We are not to deceive ourselves. In 1844, when anything came to our attention that we did not understand, we knelt down and asked God to help us take the right position and then we were able to come to a right understanding and see eye to eye. There was no dissension, no enmity, no evil surmising, no misjudging of our brethren. If we but knew the evil of the spirit of intolerance, how carefully would we shun it? We are to be established in the faith, in the light of the truth given us in our early experience. At that time, one error after another pressed in upon us. Ministers and doctors brought in new doctrines. We would search the Scriptures with much prayer, and the Holy Spirit would bring the truth to our minds. Sometimes whole nights would be devoted to searching the Scriptures and earnestly asking God for guidance. Companies of devoted men and women assembled for this purpose. The power of God would come upon me, and I was enabled clearly to define what is truth and what is error. As the points of our faith were thus established, Our feet were placed upon a solid foundation. We accepted the truth point by point under the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. I would be taken off in vision and explanations would be given me. I was given illustrations of heavenly things and of the sanctuary so that we were placed where light was shining on us in clear distinct rays. I know that the sanctuary question stands in righteousness and truth just as we have held it for so many years. It is the enemy that leads minds off on sidetracks. He is pleased when those who know the truth become engrossed in collecting scriptures to pile around erroneous theories which have no foundation in truth. The scriptures thus used are misapplied. They were not given to substantiate error, but to strengthen truth. We must learn that others have rights as well as we ourselves. When a brother receives new light upon the scriptures, he should frankly explain his position, and every minister should search the Scriptures with the spirit of candor to see if the points presented can be substantiated by the inspired word. The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. 2 Timothy two twenty four twenty five. 25. Every soul must look to God with contrition and humility, that he may guide and lead and bless. We must not trust to others to search the scriptures for us. Some of our leading brethren have frequently taken their position on the wrong side. And if God would send a message and wait for these older brethren to open the way for its advancement, it would never reach the people. These brethren will be found in this position until they become partakers of the divine nature to a greater extent than ever they have been in the past. There is sadness in heaven over the spiritual blindness of many of our brethren. Our younger ministers, who fill less important positions, must make decided efforts to come to the light, to sink the shaft deeper and still deeper in the mine of truth. The rebuke of the Lord will rest upon those who would bar the way. Their clearer light shall not come to the people. A great work is to be done, and God sees that our leading men have need of more light That they may unite with the messengers whom he sends to accomplish the work that he designs shall be done. The Lord has raised up messengers and endued them with the Spirit, and has said, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgressions and the house of Jacob their sins. Isaiah 58 1. Let no one run the risk of interposing between the people and the message of heaven. This message will go to the people and if there were no voice among men to give it, the very stones would cry out. I call upon every minister to seek the Lord, to put away pride and strife for supremacy, and to humble the heart before God. It is the coldness of heart, the unbelief of those who ought to have faith, that keeps the churches in feebleness.